We are so excited to meet the writer behind all of our fantastic EA resources on our website today. Hi Joe. can you tell us a bit about yourself, how long you've worked for Twinkle and what you love about your job? Hi Helen, yeah, good to be here. So I'm um, the EAL content writer for Twinkle. I've been doing that, I'm in my eighth year of doing that now. Um, what I love about my job, I love that I can use my knowledge and experience as a primary teacher and an EAL lead to support so many teachers and educators across the world. I think that's a really um, awesome job to have. Um, and I kind of think that if I've needed it in the past or I need it in the classroom, then the likelihood is there's lots of other people out there that need similar resources. So I think that's really good. Yeah, it was so lucky to have you in the role where uh, you've got so much experience to share. You can find all of our EAL resources under the inclusion tab on the Twinkle website. We have got lots of different categories and sometimes it's a bit of a, um, a nightmare where to start. So which resources have you been your favourite to write? I think the All About Me resources are particularly good um, because it's so important to build those relationships with each child in your class. Um, so those resources are designed to help you learn more about them, about their friends and their families, their interests, their likes and their dislikes. Um, so there's an All About Me booklet, which is particularly popular. And there's also a New Starter Welcome Activity booklet, which is kind of a one-stop shop um, of everything that they might need. And I used to um, print them out and give them to my new starters who are new to English um, and they take them home have them on their on their desks or in their trays and refer to them kind of throughout the day and then the great thing was if they took them home they'd often bring them back um, where they'd gone home with their families and translated and worked things out in their home languages as well so I think that's quite a nice one to start off with. Yeah that's really good I think they are always popular I mean you can get uh, new starters at any time through the year can't you so they can be used all through all throughout. Um, could you tell us a bit more about the writing process, Joe? from when you've got an idea to the finished product, what happens at Twinkle HQ? So we have lots of ideas. I have so many ideas and it's filtering out which ones are going to be the most useful um, to the most people, I guess. So we discuss lots of ideas and we have lots of ideation meetings um, and then those are agreed. So I go away then and research them and write them um, and then the production team um, take them on and make them. So it, the resource itself goes through lots of um, processes throughout the production um, process. So it, it gets edited. It's obviously designed by our designers, our illustrators, illustrate it as well. Um, so by the time it's uploaded to the site, lots of people have worked on it. Um, so it's very much a team effort. Yeah, we have a fantastic team, don't we, at Team Inclusion? Um, and all of our resources are checked and read through and like you say a lot of research goes into them as well and at Twinkle everybody's a teacher so there's all that um, wealth of knowledge as well. There's so it? much experience I think I yeah we spend a lot of time as teachers and writers researching and writing um, but then like you say it goes to our editors who are often um, teachers as well so then they use their knowledge and experience um, and it goes along like that so by the time um, something is uploaded lots of pairs of eyes have been on it and I think that's something you just don't get when you make your own resources in the classroom um well what problems and difficulties did you face in the AL teacher I know you've been the AL teacher um in the classroom and how do you think our resources on site can solve those issues I had well I had lots of lots of challenges teaching um and leading EAL so 
I can run through a, a few, I suppose, and then link to some resources that might help you. So one of the things that I found when I first started was knowing where to start with children and families that were completely new to learning English, particularly if you work in a school where there's not much provision set up already. Um, and on one occasion, I found myself in that instance. So it's finding out where to start and how to start. Um, so there's a resource called Top um, 20 Strategies to Support Children Who Are New to Learning English on the website, which kind of just breaks down um, 20 ideas t um, as a starting point, really. So I think I found that quite challenging to begin with. It's really um, good for a starting point, isn't it? It can be really difficult, especially if you feel a bit isolated in that role. I think so. You're often on your own in that role and you may or may not have had much experience with EAL previously. Um, or, yeah, you just find that you're the only person that does that job in the school. So there's not so many people that you can go and have conversations with like you would if you were in a, um, you know, a subject team or a year group team. So I think starting points really helpful. And following on from that access to CPD, I found that quite challenging sometimes. Um, so I've written some CPD packs, which we're going to talk about, I think, a bit later. But they're also a good place to go, especially if you're new to leading EAL. There's a couple on there that just, again, break it down, make it quite simple and just give you some hopefully helpful starting points. That's brilliant. I mean, our Facebook group's another um, good place if you do feel isolated or you are on your own in that role. Um, Twinkle EAL, if you have a look at us on um, Facebook. Our community seem to love your um, EAL CPD resources the most. I think they're brilliant and a lot of time and effort goes into creating them. What do you think makes them so good and which CPD resource in particular would you recommend? Okay, I think I spent quite a lot of time and effort researching them. So they're kind of research based. So that I think is one of the reasons hopefully why they're helpful. Um, also, it's just based on my experience again. So all the years I've been teaching and leading EAL, I've kind of, I know what works maybe what doesn't work so I've pulled out all the things that have been successful for me um, and tried to include them in the pack there's also on the powerpoints um, there's also my voice so there's the audio on there for um, listeners to kind of just follow along um, and also included in the packs are the supporting documents and resources so I might mention things throughout the um, presentation that are then included in the pack so I think that's quite helpful because it gives you everything if you download the complete pack, it gives you everything in one one place then. Um, in terms of most helpful, I don't know, I suppose it depends on your on your needs. Um, if you're new to leading EAL, there's a couple on, on leading, so that might be useful. Or again, there's one on new to um, supporting new starters who are new to learning English. So again, if you don't know where to start, um, then that's a particularly helpful one. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and I'll link all these in our um, podcast as well so people can find those after listening yeah, to Yeah, that'd be great. Um, as a team at Twinkle, we were recently awarded the Team Impact Award for our work on resources for international new arrivals, which was amazing. Um, the work on a new category for these resources, we've been looking hard behind the scenes, um, sorry, we've been working hard behind the scenes on dual language resources in Pashto and Farsi. Which other new international arrivals resources would you recommend? Uh, and how can they be used by our listeners? So within our um, international new arrivals category, there's a subcategory that's called handpicked by. And in there, there are some resources that I've handpicked. And there's a little bit about me and my kind of EAL journey. So um, there's five resources that I've handpicked that are particularly helpful. One of them is the welcoming 
um, refugees and asylum seekers adult guidance, which I know lots of um, users have found helpful from the feedback. It's really popular, hasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. from the feedback we've had, obviously, with the current situation that we've had recently, um, I think schools, especially schools perhaps that haven't experienced that before or don't have as much provision in place, I think it's a really good starting point. And even if you do have some experience and some provision, it might give you some, you know, some fresh ideas. So that's this one that... really um, well to read as well. It's got good bullet points, hasn't it? It's really clear. Yeah, I tried to break it down because it's quite, obviously, it's quite a complex subject. And there's, you know, I could have written on and on and on, but I've tried to condense it into the, tried to condense it down into the kind of key, the key bits that um, would be helpful for schools. So that's one that I recommend on there. Um, there's another one that's a top, 20 strategies um, to supporting children learning EAL which I've mentioned already and there's also one that is top uh, 10 top tips for EAL leads so again if you're new to the role that's a really good starting place I think and then my colleague uh, Kirsty who writes our pastoral resources has done a similar um, thing so there's a story about um, Kirsty's pastoral journey and then she's picked out her um favorite five resources to help um yeah to help support children that perhaps have um dealing with trauma or have experienced traumatic events because of course you've got the one side of things which they might be new to learn in English but before you need to think about that you know they're new to the country then it's a new culture they've experienced whatever they've experienced on their journey so the most important thing is settling them in and that pastoral support so Kirsty's also picked out five resources um that will help hopefully schools and educators to to settle um new arrivals into school yeah that's brilliant that's um yeah well worth a look they're they're brilliant resources I think that's quite um an intimidating maybe kind of area for people that haven't had that experience so I think it's particularly useful if you haven't um, had much experience of that in the past um, to go to there to get some ideas. Um, Another area uh, that we find that is proven to be particularly popular uh, which speaking and listening so which speaking and listening resources would you recommend? I think um, we know that it's so important to be teaching language explicitly and one way to do this is through speaking and listening activities for our EAL students. And because we've got hundreds on site, where should our listeners start? Yeah, there are a lot on there, aren't there? So um, there's a pack, it's called the Talking Games and Activities Pack. Um, and I've picked out from lots of the resources that I've written before for speaking and listening, some that I've found to be particularly helpful. Um, so there's some barrier games in there. They always work really well and they're quite good fun. We had some Christmas ones of those as well, didn't we? They proved to be popular. Yeah, they were popular. Um, so there's some barrier games. There's um odd one out game, which is just when you have kind of three different pictures and there's not really a right or wrong answer. It's just encouraging the children to kind of work out why one could be the odd one out and articulate that. Um, yeah. So there's a few examples of those. There's also some talking cards in there. So they've got questions on different themes. So I think maybe um, sport or food, um, and then there's a question, but then there's also the sentence starter that you need to answer the question because I think that's quite tricky sometimes for the children. Um, yeah, where to begin? Where to begin? How to structure their sentence? And I know I used to spend a lot of time in, in the classroom teaching that explicitly because they don't necessarily um, have that knowledge in English. So 
um, I found those particularly helpful. So that's a really good pack, and it's got lots of different um, different games and suggestions in there to start off with. Um, and then the vocabulary resources. So I know you've created some vocabulary resources, and you've got some more being made currently behind the scenes. Can you tell us what exciting things we've got to look forward to? Yeah, so I've, the latest CPD pack I've written is a vocabulary pack because, again, we know, like you've said already, that teaching vocabulary um, is tricky and we need to make sure that we're doing it explicitly um, to ensure that um, the children are getting as much language as possible. But they're also understanding the meaning of new words. I think a lot of the time teachers can throw words out there and I've done this a lot myself and then from experience you realize they don't necessarily understand what it means or how to use it appropriately or in what context you know lots of words have got lots of different meanings and it's all of that um so yeah so I've written CPD pack around that which hopefully will be coming out um soon um which includes again lots of different ways to make vocabulary explicit in lessons because I when I was uh, working in one of my previous schools, I would say it, but then colleagues would say, that's all very well, Joe, but how do I how do I do that? So hopefully I've included lots of different strategies and ways that you can um, can include them without kind of adding to your workload. Yeah, I mean, that can help staff across the board, can't it, across every subject? Um... I think, yeah, and I think we use the vocabulary within our lessons all the time, but we perhaps don't spend as much time as we need to making yeah making it a bit clearer making it a bit more explicit and I think if we spend the time doing that um that can be really helpful I know I used to have a word of the week in my class every week and we just um yeah I just pick a word and we'd spend the week learning more about that word um and how to use it in different contexts so I think just little things like that can make a you know we did that every day so that makes hopefully a big difference I think that helps every child as well, doesn't it? You know, we're not just focusing on EL students there, but every um, child. I think a lot of things that I talk about and I write about and a lot of the resources I make, yes, they can help children learn in EAL, but they're just as useful for, yeah. for all children. Vocabulary gap for all children. Vocabulary gap, closing that, um, speaking and listening and understanding skills, understanding kind of grammar aspects of things. You know, that's another area that I spend a lot of time re- writing resources for. But grammar is so complicated for yeah. all children. So for understanding, isn't it, across the board, definitely? Yeah, I hope so. Um, and this year we've got um, an exciting uh, podcast series coming up. So... You're going to be creating a series of podcasts every two months, working alongside Rob Sharples, um, author of Teaching EAL. Uh, what can you tell us about this series of podcasts and why do you think they're going to be useful for our listeners? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So it's called um, Why It Works, and it's all about linking the theory um, to the practice. So Rob's book is all about um, the research-informed evidence um, around teaching EAL and the different strategies and, and why they work. Um, and then so we're going to try and link that then to some of the resources that we've written um, to explain kind of what the research is behind the resources and then how that works in reality. Um, and I think often teachers will know that things work, but perhaps they don't understand always why or the theory that's got into or the research that's got into making those resources. And a lot of the time I spend researching resources before I write them. Um, for that very reason so I think it's it will be good to make that link explicit um, I mean I like to think I've got quite a good subject knowledge base around this but obviously Rob's the expert so it would be great um, I think it's a really good collaboration for us to have 
Yeah, it's so exciting, isn't it? We're um, and that'll start at the end of January. So um, yeah, we're really excited that we've got that um coming on. Uh, so it's 2022 finally. Uh, yeah. What are your top tips for EAL teachers this year working um with those EAL students? Uh, so I think first of all, number one is get to know all your children as individuals and build relationships with them. And that goes for all children, not just children learning EAL. But I think particularly when you get new arrivals that maybe come throughout the year, which happens quite often, that can be quite daunting for them settling in. Um, not only, you know, new school, new place to live, new language. Um, but yeah, they don't know you and you need to build that relationship with them. So I think that's that's the, the number one thing. And I always said um, to colleagues and still say <laughs> that's the number one priority when you've got a new starter. Um, you, you need to show them around, build those relationships and help them settle in. That's your kind of number one priority. Um, and then I guess find out about their interests and their strengths. Um, you want to know as much about them as possible and that will give you an insight into their lives and their experiences um, but I also think it's really important to give them the chance to shine um, so find out what they're really good at um, English might be tricky for them for a while you know it's going to take them a while to 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 pick up English and across some lessons that's particularly challenging um, but if you find out for example that they enjoy sport or they're you know a really talented musician or an artist it's I think it's key that they are exposed to those experiences and opportunities. Um, quite often, I have conversations with colleagues about, you know, if um, they want to do in some interventions with some children learning EAL, you know, where where would be a good spot to do that? And I always try to encourage them, if that's how their school is working, to keep them in those lessons because those lessons are so important for them. Um, and sometimes they can be taken out of those for intervention. It's such a shame because... They sort yeah. of resist it then, don't they? Yeah, it's, I, that's always a, a difficult um, thing to think about and it's probably a different conversation for another time. But, yeah, I, I try and make sure that they're included in as much as um, possible in all areas of the curriculum, particularly the ones that they feel more confident in because that's probably where the cognitive load for them is reduced and they probably enjoy those lessons the most and yeah, if our number one priority is settling them to school and making sure they're happy and you know feeling safe at school then that's key for that um and then I guess the last thing is to be patient learning English takes time learning how to teach English takes time yeah. um and that's okay I think that's you know that's how it is and that and that's fine I think sometimes we can be as teachers in a rush to find out you know get some assessments and find out what they know and what's the baseline and where are we going and um all of that and there's a place for all of that but first thing is they need to feel settled and you need to get to know them um so yeah I think, I think the last two years I think we all feel that don't we that everyone yeah. just feels settled yeah you just want to feel settled and 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 safe and yeah given what we've all experienced anyway that's even more important I think now than ever yeah definitely oh thank you so much Joe, for being on the podcast today uh, we've had such a deep insight into the work that goes into each of our resources it's been great to have an understanding of the process and how they're created and we can't wait to record the podcast series this year and we'll see you very soon thank you thanks for having me yeah looking forward to it thanks Joe. bye bye
This podcast was brought to you by Helen Bodell from Twinkle EAL. We have over 650,000 resources and you can find all of our EAL resources at www.twinkle.co.uk. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Pinterest by searching for Twinkle EAL.